My name is John Crichton, an astronaut. A, a radiation wave hit, and I got shot through a wormhole. Now I'm lost in some distant part of the... Wait, wait, wrong one. Oops. Wrong. Oh, crap. By the way, are you a, are you a Farscape guy at all? I've never, I've never watched Farscape. I've never watched, I've never watched Farscape. Uh, right. I, I, would... I, I have trouble with the Muppets, but I think I could get past it now. All right, I want to. I want. I want to drop this into your brain like a settee eel. Um, <laughs> I really, ooh, and you know what? You got to be. You know, we're good enough friends where you could say you thought I, I would like it, and mm. I didn't. Yeah, not. sure. But if 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 we if you if I ever if you, I can ever get you to start watching it, I'm just wondering what you might think about it because. Okay. Pretty good. Well, well, if you if you recommend it, our tastes are enough alike. I feel like if you're recommending it, I should check it out. Probably. Well, and I'm going to tell you more offline later. But it will. Well, we'll, I'm going to put a pin in that because you know what? We're we're not here to talk about that. And I, it's not like I earned some kind of bounty on getting somebody to listen to far or watch Farscape. Right, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> but what I did, <laughs> thank you. I see how I brought it back. Mm. But I do want to discuss with you my friend the episode six i believe of season three of star yes, trek picard I, the bounty can the i bounty. say something to you and I, and I want to admit this freely because i'm an honest person <laughs> i really didn't think about <laughs> the bounty <laughs> the, I, I the didn't hms either. You i did. didn't either i didn't either Surely i didn't either did. i didn't think about it you know what i thought about instead though is and maybe you can help me out on this is mm. The Defiant is sitting there, mm -hmm. and it's Starfleet tech, and it has a cloaking device on it. Well, no, I, I thought of that too, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disabuse you, you that can, notion. Okay. Can I please. help you with this? Yes, please you. help me. Did I forget something? You, you did, and you can be forgiven because it, it took me about five minutes to just puzzle it out. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to, by the way, welcome to Trek Takes. He's Lucas Hardwick. I'm Alex Greenwood. He's a film critic and a writer, and I'm a writer and an amateur film critic, but I leave it to him to be the real serious critic. But the point being, we respect and love the genre. We write in the genre, and we want to be part of the genre, but we're not afraid to tell it like it is. We're not here to sugarcoat it. If we like it, we like it. If we don't like it, we don't. If we have a question, like my good friend Lucas just threw at me, we're going to woolly it about each other, as we used to say in Oklahoma. Let's woolly this about and figure it out. <laughs> don't know what that really means. Well, dude, you're like Kentucky dude, and I'm Oklahoma dude. Yeah, so... I've got a whole set of coal miner sayings that I can't repeat here. So, Oh, really? Ooh. <laughs> From my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what you and me we've never met in person we got to get a beer together one of these days oh, although i, can't, I, can't I wait. think i think you know too well of, of me already that if i have too many on a long day i'm i'm, I'm weird but it's okay we'll figure it out <laughs> the point being the point being um he you have a question and this is trek takes welcome this is episode six we're talking about episode six of the bounty of part uh, picard season three and Lucas just said, okay, what's the Dell pickle? Why is it that they, in this episode, and by the way, if you're not seeing it and you're worried about spoilers, I can't help you. Surely you know by now in your fandom that if we're talking about it after the show's aired, you better have watched it. Okay, moving on. So Lucas, your question was, how come if they, excuse me, and by the way, folks, if I have kind of, this kind of a sound, I'm sorry, I'm, it's a little weird. I'm a little run down. Point being, Lucas, your question was, Alex, if they have the Defiant in the Fleet Museum under the 
uh, observation and management of one Commodore Jordi LaForge. And thank you for making him a Commodore because what is a Commodore? A Commodore is a glorified captain who is over basically a fleet of ships. That's mm -hmm. the pretty much the uh, definition. Um, why, if they had that, why did they have to go to the HMS Bounty, which of course was a relic from Star Trek IV, which was of course, um, you know, the, the whale thing. The as Jack, Yeah, the bird of prey during the whale thing. And it had a, as we just said, cloaking device. So, so Lucas, your question is, well, dude, why go to the Defiant or why worry about the HMS Bounty when the cloaking device of the Defiant certainly was more realistic, or not realistic, but more modern and contemporary and in a better shape. Is that your question? It would probably plug into the right holes on board a Starfleet vessel. You know what I mean? And that's the trouble they were running into. They got a Klingon tech on a Starfleet vessel. All right, all right, go, 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 go fetch the, the Starfleet tech. This is one thing I got to say right now. This is what I, I love about you, Lucas, by the way. We think the same way because I had the same question and I actually stopped the show for a minute. I thought, all right, I can't move on till I figure this out. I, it, I obsessed over it and I had to keep okay. watching. But Can I help you? Yeah, please, right. please I help me. And I hope I'm right. I hope it's not just some, you know, okay, if you'll recall in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the Defiant, the original Defiant was destroyed oh. in the midst of the Dominion War, replaced by the USS what? Sao Paulo. Oh, that's right. Which was not part of the agreement, which did not I have a cloaking cloak. device. But he called it the Defiant, didn't he? He uh, he got a special dispensation from Admiral Ross, but here's the difference. Uh -huh. The Sao Paulo was a brand new Defiant class ship or, or an NX. deep cut, man. Dude, I, I it's, feel like I need to watch more Deep Space Nine before dude, I watch any more Picard. This alone. I've seen, the, just for the record, I've seen all of Deep Space Nine. It's been, it's been a few years. Right. But this alone is the only reason I'm on this show is because I will pick out some of this stuff here and there. And I'm a huge, I'm a Niner. You know this. And, yeah. Oh, I love uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh, I know you do, but it, it's a deep cut to think, oh, wait, wait a minute. It because, is. My gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But remember, Admiral Ross gave him, do you remember yeah. when they first turned over That's, to Sao Paulo? I, yeah, I remember and, now. Uh, I and remember now. Bashir and uh, O'Brien are there, and, and Bashir goes, I hate the carpet. I hate it. And then he says, oh, by the way, Ben, there's something on that pad you want to know. And Ben reads it. Special dispensation from the Starfleet Chief Operations to change the name from Sao Paulo to Defiant. And then all of a sudden, you know, O'Brien and Bashir are like nodding and laughing. Like, oh, yeah, we like well, the carpet. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Well, there we go. My work here well, is done. Well, thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're, thank you uh, so much. It's been good. Talk to you later. Um, live long and, and uh, prosper. Well, that, okay, that's so, great. Thank you for answering my question. That, sure. that, relieves a lot of pressure from me because i was really just like pacing the floor with that all day dude i watched this at like 3 a.m this morning oh my and goodness. i'm pacing the floor all day i'm like why why did they not take that i'm like surely but now i know now i know they know more about it than i do obviously they do this is what i love about metallus's writing room it's very evident they've thought through everything just yes. I, I i'm really struggling do we have a a serious plot hole yet that we're like mm, do we i don't think so i don't okay. think there's anything that we've really like been like well that can't happen because yeah blah blah, blah. I, I haven't really Pretty uh, much covered it, right? They sparkle yeah. over anything that, that yeah. that's well, minor. Well, you know, it makes sense because Metallus was part of the writing staff, or part of. Uh, well, he helped out with Brandon Braga on the on, yeah. on those shows they worked on. So you know, I, I get it. Yeah, he was there yeah. on the ground floor.
and, and the thing the, the thing about him too even though he had a very uh and forgive me terry but a lower level job back in the day he was a fan and he mm -hmm. ate it up with a big spoon you know and yeah. so there you go so hey you know uh, i i gotta say i think um as we go into the bounty what's interesting is we do see on i call her vlasic like she's in because she's always in a pickle but vatic ship uh <laughs> it's, it's pretty evident that the beatings will continue until morale improves and yes I mean, <laughs> yes come on did, okay, flashback, it, and I don't even know if it was intentional, but it's like I, I Star Trek. I feel like Trek. it's it's like it's like uh, you know uh, Doctor Lazardo and the and the and the, and the electroids from Buckaroo Banzai, where he's oh just my god, yes, mad at everybody all the time, you know. I'm I was sorry, gonna go, go to ahead. the easy. I was gonna go to the easy one. You go right to Lazardo because I <laughs> I just know most people listening aren't gonna get that. But if you've well, not no, listened, oh if you've god. not watched Buckaroo Banzai and Adventures in the Eighth oh, dimensions. Eighth dimension. Um, um, but no, but I was gonna go to make it easier for trekkers is say, okay, well that's very evident of like, you know, the the Klingon with bad aim and Star Trek. Oh 3. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pew, you know, but you mm -hmm. you took it to the right level. I appreciate that. But that's evidently where it's going with that. So we've established what about Vatic at this point, my friend? Um, that she's a changeling. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that, and um well, uh, she needs Jack Kersher for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. Some reason. We don't know why. Right. Uh, that's about all I know about Vatic right now. Am yeah. I forgetting something? No. I'm, no. No, you're not at all. I, okay. I do. You know how I made joking references to her crew looking like the the lookalike crew of Jason uh, yeah, of Star like, Command's Dragos. Yeah. They uh -huh. they all just seem to be this little these mounds yeah, of things. Like space Oompa Loompas. Space Oompa Loompas. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, but we get a little more clue today because I think I mean jumping ahead, Riker calls them um, something uh, about basically impugning their ability to actually create a face. They they're, they're mm -hmm. wearing masks because they apparently uh, aren't really good at like Vatic is at looking like a having a federation face as she described it but mm -hmm. you know what where i'm jumping ahead so jack is sick and apparently it's eromotic syndrome of course question question mm -hmm. to you okay did we know and did john luke actually john luke did know in all good things that he had tested positive for a predilection for it but as we recall at the end so he never actually technically had it during all good things but he did test positive for it's basically he tested positive for the same thing that unfortunately a lot of people test for now it's like yeah you do have the the the, like, the gene like, like he had a marker for it or something. a marker thank yeah. you uh -huh. so a lot of people get cancer and they're like well you do have the gene for this particular kind of yeah. cancer uh -huh. that's why a lot of women take you know very drastic action early um mm -hmm. so so we know that so jack has that um mm -hmm. did that surprise you that revelation uh no that didn't well the the fact that he had it yeah that well that it. that it came out all well I actually you know it was kind of it was kind of surprising that they <clears> brought erumotic <throat> syndrome into the into the narrative here but it wasn't surprising that he would have it you know, okay. uh, because I would imagine it's passed on by genetics, but I don't think that's all of Jack's problem. Uh, you know, he's seeing red things everywhere. His eyes are glowing, shit like that. I'm sorry, stuff like that. And yeah. um, I still, I still think he's got a Bajoran space demon inside of him. Maybe. 
You're sticking to from last. If you didn't listen Got last it. week, folks, listen to Lucas's very, very com- compelling case that that Jack is actually inhabited by or possessed by Paul Rays. Mm, could be. Could be. I'm and not th- going to discount it. I think. I think we're going to find out. We should have watched Deep Space Nine before we watched Picard season three. Well, it's it's pretty evident that I didn't need to because I knew that the <laughs> <fine it> was. <laughs> I just I just need to I needed to rewatch it is what I needed to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I've just I've given you a hard time. I so, know so I you, deserve it. No, you don't. So, do you think that? Okay, did you think it was weird though that they, okay, they there was and look, folks, remember Lucas and I are, we're writers. I mean, we're not bestsellers but we're accomplished writers in our own right you know and so we think about things in story beats and we understand how a a script is written uh lucas in particular has got some great screenwriting experience so i just want to make sure everybody understands that lucas so it's not like god we're just two spuds who just got off our our shift at arby's and we're talking about writing and there's nothing wrong (laughs) by the way being an arby's we bought i by the way i bought my favorite sauce in the world my wife did actually brought it home it's the horsey sauce they now bottle it again and you can buy it at the grocery store and and i want you to know it goes on my eggs in the morning that's just how i roll delicious it is my friend it is and you know you ever visit that I'll make you the best breakfast sandwich ever. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, though, is did you think it was like, okay, aromatic syndrome, Beverly mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. a doctor, she's, she, you know, she's not going to just, she probably had her breakdown about it earlier. So she lets it, lets Picard know. Picard meets up with Jack in uh, the, the bar on the holodeck, which I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm fine with that. I, at first I was like, why are they expending the energy for that? And then they actually explain there's a built-in it's a, battery it's a for it. It's a separate deal, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, so fine. Let it go. And that was cool. And I thought, okay, great. And then they had that conversation. I I was not thrilled with Jack running out of the room, you know, that kind of, But it's a nitpick. It's a choice. And it's yeah. also a it's a choice writers make to end a scene because right, yeah. how do you gets, how do you end a scene? People leave the room, they pass out, mm-hmm. they die, it or just they moves, start moves having sex. Yeah. Right, and that was I don't think they were going to start having sex or die or pass out. So that was the way they ended the scene. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So okay, so Jack is sick. We got that down. Um, what's interesting to me though, Jack seemed almost relieved that he had aromatic syndrome. I'm wondering if he's ascribing all the other weird shit that you're talking about, pardon me, um, to that rather than maybe he's no longer thinking he's possessed. Could be, but I mean, the aromatic syndrome turned, turned him into friggin' Jason Bourne. Uh, like he, like in the last episode when he whacked yeah. all, those, all those changelings. I mean, I, that's why, that's why I still think there's something else going on, whether it be paw raids or not. There's something besides aromatic syndrome happening. With right. You. Okay. But you're Fair. right. I think I think you're right. I think he had a little bit of relief thinking that, oh, well, this is the this is what's causing all my troubles. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's not happy about it, but he at least it's it's at least something he can wrap his arms around mm-hmm. going, okay, maybe it's making me a little, you know. Yeah. Um and, and you know, and Picard said, I've lived with this for decades, and you can too. And what it leads me to believe is that Picard probably started experiencing some symptoms that maybe that even was covered here and there in the first two seasons, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. Easy to do because I hated the first two seasons. Right, but yeah. but my, my point be, yeah, just, uh, you know. Um, so maybe he was taking some kind of, you know, medication. But just want to get there. But then we get, we get to um, 
you get to Worf and Rafi getting on board the Titan, and okay, all right, can we just get the my nipples got hard out of the way now? The Klingon music when Worf beams aboard. Oh yeah, right, yeah. right. It's a music cue right out of TMP. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I heard, yeah, I heard that. It, it was a great music cue throughout that scene too. They didn't just cop to like just regular old bland tones. They did yeah. some themes in that in that piece, and and I was I really I really love what they're doing with the music in this this season because it's like Terry is going and Terry Metalis, folks, the showrunner. It's like he's just going, why is this just laying around to the side? Why are we putting? Because he's like, I'm leaving it all in the field. That's what I think mm -hmm. he's saying. He's oh, like, yeah. why why are we? Why is this on the side? It Worf's here. Guess what Worf is? Klingon. Really? What else is he? Badass. So mm -hmm. what do we do? We put the Katinga music from TMP right there, and I love mm -hmm. that. It's a yeah. great, it's a great cue. I gotta say, by the way, this is kind of an inside joke to any many in my family listening. Worf looks like my uncle Harvey, who God rest his soul, we lost him a year and a half ago. But he had the same eyes. His eyes really? were the oh. same. Oh, every time I see Worf in the new makeup, I'm like, oh my God, that's my uncle Harvey, who. Uh, uh, uh u.s air force veteran just a brilliant guy really funny nice man wow. uh we lost him uh during covid but he he oh, was great but man. yeah he was great Sorry, i had man. to yeah well thank you but i i just say it because it's no joke uh lucas his eyes i hope if anybody who's in my family listening uh my brother occasionally listens if he's listening bro he looks like harvey anyway so um i love it though that um so you've got the Titan and they get mm -hmm. to, they want to get to the Daystrom station. Mm -hmm. They're, they're doing, they're doing the, um, uh, SETI Alpha five or whatever that is, or the, wherever the station is, it wasn't SETI Alpha five, the station, they're hiding behind the rock basically oh, uh, from yeah. Daystrom, yeah. Right. Gosh, yeah. I, it, which is easy. And that's not, it's not like, oh my God, it's an homage to Star Trek too. No, any, mm -hmm any Starfleet ship trying to hide from sensors would hide behind a big rock. So that's no big deal. Uh, but there are days from station and we just were treated to a plethora of, uh, of, of Easter and poached eggs. Oh my gosh. Just the, the, there's a pile of them. A pile. Did you have to stop? Did you stop? I stopped. A couple uh, of I times. stopped a couple of times as much yeah. as this, the Paramount app would let me stop. I hate that app. I hate it. I hate it too. Hate it. I'm paying for commercials on the damn thing. That pisses uh, me off. That's another story. But anyway, uh, yeah, what, what was the thing that got you the most? Was there one thing? Because uh, I have one thing I saw that is like it's not just some BS Easter egg I'm, or poached egg. I know stuff. you found something deep, a deep cut. Because I think the thing that kind of surprised me was they got Captain Kirk's body in the damn place. What Why the do they have his whole? Yeah, is that his body or is is his, or his skeleton the, or what? That's well, or is it just a, a huge DNA scan for some reason? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what does that even mean? Did, was that Genesis? Did I see Genesis in there? You saw the Genesis torpedo. Did you see the uh, Nemesis? Did you see the Nemesis wave? By the way, from Nemesis, did you no, see that? Oh no, really? Uh -huh. I, I, I missed that. Okay, pretty evident. I mean, if last time, well, wrong, I just maybe wasn't paying attention. I was still it's thinking like a, about. Well, uh -huh. yeah, it was a small one, and nobody, no, there was no remark, but it's just over the shoulder, and it looks like the uh, the weapon that kills the Romulan Senate at the beginning. Oh, of, oh, and that then, thing. okay, yeah, 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 little, you know what I'm talking about? Coast, the coaster thing, yeah. Right, yeah, there you yeah. go. And then it was like the Genesis torpedo, but then I, here's my notes, Kirk, question mark, 
Signal and appearance by Shat? Question mark. How cool would that? What's be? going on with? Wait, why? I mean, that seems and, awfully. And, and, and Riker stopped to look at it too. Uh, yeah. So, well, maybe he just thought it was weird, like me. He's like, really? Captain Kirk's body? Maybe well, in here? I don't know. You oh, just. Yeah. You, I mean, no. If you're not watching, if you're not a subscriber, you can listen. It's free, obviously, on the audio. If you want to look at the video, if you're a dollar ninety nine a month, you get to be a subscriber. You can see our our handsome mugs, and you can see every you know look on our faces. Uh, because Lucas just made a face when I mentioned chat, and it was kind of that. I, I know him well enough to know now when he's like, ah, I don't think so, but I'm nice enough not to say it. You don't think so, do you? You don't think uh, Shaft's coming I, in? I would. I think that would be really cool. I. I don't know how they would do it, though. I don't know how they would do it. I don't it. Well, either. It's, but you know what? Captain Picard's walking around in a in a rubber body, and they got his real body locked up there, and apparently it's a weapon. And what? Okay. I mean, we're ahead of where... Which, okay. I, I have a theory about that, though. Do you want to go now, or do you want to wait till we get uh, through these other Easter eggs, the smaller ones? You go. Well, you go well, if you want to go I, now. I, uh, we, we can wait. We can wait. Because I think, right, it's kinda, I think it's, it could be big, and it would it would garnish a lot of uh discussion I think. all right so okay i'm and by the way my notes aren't me making a supposition this is just me in the real time watching it but i just like kirk signal and appearance by chef because why would kirk uh... and you know what's interesting it just occurred to me is that frankly i think jack crusher looks more like uh, william shatner mm, than, he, do, uh... he, he does he's a very swashbuckling dashing and i just want to say yeah. that i i have a big crush Oh, on still the, uh, on La Crusher on La, on on was it look look La Crush is what is being told on is that what they're calling him now on Twitter yeah La I miss that the LaForge the LaForge La Crush uh, Crusher deal because uh, there's obviously a wedding <sighs> romance happening well I have a pretty big crush on Sydney I do sure. too I do too he's like, and and, a, and Alanda is that her yeah. name she ain't yeah. bad either um yeah yeah but I, I like the idea of uh uh laforge and jack crusher uh being an item i think that's kind of cool so it, it yeah. does work doesn't it yeah it, it does it, yeah. it, it doesn't mm -hmm. seem at all um it's not forced or it's not, made forced. Up, or it's, it's not yeah. like there to fill a gap it's it's like kind of natural you know what i mean yeah i mean she's 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 i mean sydney in particular in my opinion and this is because i'm an old man so i should shut up soon but just i just say i find her alluring and i think there's a real genuine chemistry between yes. her and jack yes uh, but who wouldn't have chemistry with her or jack they're both just incredibly mm -hmm. attractive young people but <clears throat> but it's just funny to me that i wouldn't be shocked if the, this came out where it said this was actually he was actually jim kirk's mm. um and then the whole really? jokes of, Really? And then the whole then it's it's crazy. Look, dude, I'm allowed. It's it's our show. Like, I can say hey, you, I don't care. You get this, get this. Mm -hmm. So then all the jokes about the hair loss would be really meta, meta, meta. Oh yeah. I know oh. it's it's I know, but can I just can a man dream? All right. So <laughs> if but if I did get that right, I want props. I want everybody to come back and go. This was okay, this was March twenty-third, twenty twenty-three, and Alex said he's actually Jim Kirk's genetic uh byproduct. All right. The the attack triples? What the hell? Wow. I, yeah, that's why the Klingons hate them. Yeah. Wow. Is that, okay, is that so, gro that's growing the mythology. So no wait, so are you help me here? Because I never heard of an attack. Is this is I this didn't, I mean, were they I, unless they were on Enterprise, maybe they were were they on were they on Enterprise at all? I don't know. 
Oh, uh, maybe the, I don't know. The Enterprise like worked even worked the 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 Ferengi in there, and of course they had to act like they'd never seen them because they didn't technically see them. But no, my question is to you: Is did did that mean this was some kind of genetic experiment to make the Tribbles like oh, oh, excuse okay. me dangerous? Uh, is that what that was? Because the Tribbles, the Klingons never once said previously, oh, they they were a menace because they ate everything and they and and they just yeah. destroyed the ecosystem, not because they attacked. So when that happened, I was like. Yeah, that, uh, that, maybe, yeah, maybe they're weaponized tribbles. By that's what, being, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, be, yeah. So when the crow flew down, did you? I didn't twig immediately. Oh. I did. Oh, I thought, I thought this is this is gonna this is our setup for Moriarty. That's what I thought. You see, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I knew, and I don't know what made me think that. I just. It just felt right to me. But that wasn't even really about Moriarty. It was actually about when mm, was yeah. that from Mask? Was that from Mask? Or was uh, it No, it wasn't Mask. It was the other one where Data was dreaming. That's yes. what it was. Yes, that's right. That's right. But something about it made me think Moriarty. Moriarty. That's, that's what I that's what and I that's what I went to. And and I, I really maybe Moriarty will play a bigger role. I thought Moriarty would have a bigger role. I don't think um, he will. I think he's done. It, I kind of got that feeling too, dude. I think it was a red herring. You've been big on the red herrings. I think this was I know. tremendous. I, well, red there's herring. been a lot shit done. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. let, listener Clint, who we've referred to a few times, he got hold of me this afternoon. He goes, "When are you guys going to record?" I just watched this. He says, "I think." But he said, "I'm get. I'm. I'm. I'm in the middle of it." He stopped in the middle to text, and he's got a hold of me, and I I gave him my number, and he said, uh, uh, "Moriarty, I think he's the big deal." And I said, "I don't know, buddy." not sure i didn't i didn't think it would be a bit the bit the big deal but i i thought maybe they would they might need moriarty some in some way to uh defuse a situation but really he's just security on daystrom i, I yeah and yeah. he you know i i see this just tells you right now what i thought i i said moriarty's gun is a repeater how does that work because he yeah. i mean he had like a the equivalent of a flintlock but anyway that doesn't matter that doesn't matter any, anything at all i think he was a red herring in the sense that that's all we're going to see of him probably and that's my you, opinion you're, you're probably right i don't see any need to i didn't even well honestly there's really no need to have him there to begin with other than to just kind of wink an eye at us in a fun way and in a way that really works yeah it works it's not an easter egg just for the sake of having it they no i mean it pays off because pays off. Yeah. you know what they say but the, my note here goes pop goes the data with the singing you with the with the, with the whistling and i was yeah. like i'm not i'm not gonna lie i didn't know where they were going and then when it and went, oh yeah. of course right and then i wrote in all caps lore but that's only because I got fooled by the previews because I knew something was coming with Data, which Obviously, and he had yeah. his face was the Spiner lore face. He was Spiner aged, has aged, yeah, yeah. aged. But Spiner has four facial expressions, and one of them is lore. And I'm not, I'm sorry, Brent, you're a lovely man, but anyway, but I, I saw that. So and then it, my my notes go from there, and I'm like, okay, uh, but I don't know. And then we they it shifted to LaForge. Note here, you ready for this? Yeah. Shouldn't he be a Commodore? Oh, never mind. He is good. He's a cranky old f. He oh. is cranky. I love that he's cranky. That the, I, you know, and it made me think about all of these characters. They are really uh, they're doing th these characters are better than they have ever been. Uh, because they're 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 taking they're 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 basically filling fleshing them out after forty years or whatever it's been. Yeah, you know they they took what 
already existed and they've just added these character these personality traits to them and ex and just grown them so well you're so you're wonderful. a dad and i'm a dad mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it, i'm gonna tell here's what I, here's what i walked through with with forge the first minute or two of his very side eye mm -hmm. attitude to not admiral picard but jean-luc which also annoyed me because come on i know i know but still um is he's a dad and mm -hmm. he's like you're putting my kids in danger here. And then, they, you know, then I'm sorry to jump ahead, but the kids have to remind dad, dad, that's what this is why we're here. Mm -hmm. This is what this is about. And you can't protect us from this. And, you know, we have to we're here to do this. So I like that. But it took me a second because I thought, damn, you know, Lord, you know, Jordy, what's up your butt? And of course, I was a little disappointed that Leah, I mean, is Leah Brahms his wife? I don't even know. I don't know. They, they didn't say. Yeah uh i don't know but i don't think they reference her or they haven't so far they just said mom i think somebody said he said tell mom we're going to be late for dinner right now. and i thought well, well is it leah brahms you know but yeah yeah which Makes i love sense. that actress who also mm -hmm. played that role and command or captain benteen um in a ds9 episode or two oh, okay. uh she was on the ship uh the crate was it the crazy horse i don't know what it was it was the ship that had to go head to head when anyway odo was down on the on earth and starfleet and there's all this stuff and admiral uh what's his name in the name of trying to defend the federation turned uh turned uh turned bad but anyway who cares okay point being so speaking of that though um then all the, my notes go to and by the way if i'm you just jump in and say hey shh put on the brakes buddy go ahead <laughs> uh no we're good we're good i want to hear where you're going next so we, Com commodore laforge is the curator and director and whatever of the starfleet museum which i love and oh my gosh the gratuitous oh it was yeah oh I, if it were if they didn't use it so well it'd be over the top because but it was it, but it was like i think it's just just they pretty much nailed it i mean did you think the same thing because you just said it you're like if it had yeah. been it, it would have been gratuitous if it if, if it weren't just so perfectly executed yeah it was and it was just enough it was just enough you know yeah. i thought it was just right and i really i yeah I can't, I can't complain about it for real. Um, to see, to see the defiant and the, but the motion picture enterprise, the constitution refit. Yeah. I mean, to have Jack and hello, hint, hint, Jack Crusher's favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Favorite uh, starship. Mm -hmm. Just like me, just like captain Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you, are you picking up what I'm, I'm throwing picking down up what here? you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still don't know about that, man. I, I know it's far-fetched, but if it does come true, if you've got to make sure. If it comes true, I owe you, I don't know, something, a drink. You have to say on Twitter to all of our little friends, they say, listen, okay. the dude, go back and listen. Because remember, folks, mm -hmm. this this is, see, now, okay, remember this, though. I also thought that Thomas Riker was going to play a role in this. You it's know, I, I, was, I, was, I was still waving that flag just the other day, and uh i i watched this episode i'm like i don't know no more i don't know anymore. how are they going to shoehorn him I, in now i don't know how it's going to work now because Especially at the end at this, the end the end with troy i don't know i thought at the end it was going to be they would roll out tom oh and, my gosh yeah i mean right? that would have been, been the opportunity to do that for sure i hate to admit yeah. that i was i was yeah. a little disappointed to see deanna but go yeah. ahead <laughs> 
One other thing about Jordy, uh, he's a Commodore. Will he be a crazy Commodore? He's a cranky Commodore. I, he's I wrote, cranky, I just, not I just crazy. Wrote, I just wrote down, will he be a crazy Commodore? I uh, love it. Because all so the friendly. Commodores and Admirals are nuts. Oh, my God. Well, he, um, yeah, it's true. He looks they, he looks so good, by the way. He does look really good, yeah. God, he looks good. Yeah, he does. I want to look that good in my 60s. Yeah. Jeez. Or Michael Dorn in 70. <sighs> yeah. Man. Yeah. The Fleet Museum, though, um, uh, when you look at the, the bounty, you look at, what is the, uh, hey, what is the Klingon uh, battle cruiser? Which one is that? That's Did that you see like that? A, that looked like a Katanga. It did look like it could take. So, which one would it be? Would it would have been Kolos ship, or I mean, wh what would it be? You know, I I don't know. I have no idea. I'm kind of curious. Could have been a. Uh, I mean, did they use those ships uh, later on? I mean, I don't know because it, well, it's in the museum, so it would have been it would have been somebody important ship. Well, they did sort of use them heavily in the Dominion War. Ship. Yeah, but but. but, but, but you know, I, unless it's like Gowron ship or, you know, or Chancellor, maybe it's Gorkin ship, you know, because that was a Katinga, wasn't it? You are brilliant. It's got to be Gorkin's ship because I that was it, the peace ship thing. Yeah, that was, the, that was that, it. And then they got the A right there next to it, you know. But and they tried to kick that A, but they didn't. But you know what? I bet you're right. That's got to be Gorkin's ship. Well done. Because uh, Gow, uh, 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 Martok flew a bird of prey. Uh, you freezing? Froze. Did you freeze? You're frozen. There you go. I said, I yeah, said, uh, you, I'm sorry. Froze, yeah. so, I froze probably. You froze too. Uh, I would say, no, because uh, uh, Martok, his ship the was a bird of prey. Okay. Okay. The, the, was, that was my well, next guess was Bert was uh, Martok. Yeah. The Rotaran. It was yeah. the Rotaran. And it wouldn't have been Gowron because everybody hated him, right? And he's dead. And he, yeah, he's and, dead. And, yeah. and yeah. Warf, Warf, Slayer of Gowron. So, yeah. yeah. I think All that's right. why I think it's probably... Uh, Okay, I know we have a rule where we don't research before the show. I I did one thing. I broke our rule on something. I got to come clean. Oh well, it's about time. I know, buddy. Prime directive, bud. I know, but you know what? Kirk occasionally subverted. <laughs> I did it. I did it just to be a little more um, factual and entertaining on this episode. So the New Jersey. Did you did you get that? What no, that was about? I, I, did, I didn't get it. I didn't get the New Jersey. Do you want me to tell you what I found uh, yeah, on that? I want to hear about it. Because yeah. it's a constitution class a la the Enterprise. Right. Um, and I kept thinking, okay, what am I? Because look, I I might I, be losing my Star Trek nerd card with this because I was not. Well, familiar. no, no. Okay. That's what I was afraid of, brother. Uh, and I was like, I can't, I can't. I mean, what if Lucas asked me tonight about this and I don't know? So I was like, <laughs> I because that would be bad because it was a constitution class. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. here's my blank spots in fandom. I don't play the role-playing game and that kind of stuff. And I thought, well, maybe there. It's not, really. What it is is this. This is what I found, and I only looked for like okay. five minutes today. I, okay. I googled USS New Jersey, Constitution class. It's obviously, by the way, it's not one of the original 12, ladies and gentlemen. I could tell you who those are. I can name those because I had the original AMT model kits. I can tell you. It ain't the New Jersey. I'll tell you what it is. NCC 1975, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, one Terry Metallus, born New Jersey, 1975. Oh, well. he did. He probably did it just for that as an as a Easter egg, and we're poaching mm -hmm. it now. But also because you could not have the regular Enterprise Constitution ship. Why, Lucas? Why couldn't you have that? 
because it was refit and destroyed. Star and Trek destroyed 3. Star Trek Three because what we do have is the TMP refit model, but it was actually the yeah. A, mm -hmm. which was uh, Tuesday. So that's what it is. I did oh, look. The B, I mean, the B was Tuesday. The B was Tuesday. I forgive uh, me. The, the, the A though was wonky. The, the A, uh, the A was beat up in Star Trek Six, and they got sent back to be decommissioned. So there you go. And it, but it was wonky in Five. Yes. Yeah. It that was yeah. It wasn't Tuesday. I call it the, Tuesday simply because. But yeah, that makes. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. I know you do. I know we we don't beat each other up about stuff like that because we we share we we have a we have a Vulcan Patty melt. We share one at lunch. It's <laughs> the Vulcan. I had the Vulcan Patty melt at the Star Trek Experience in Vegas once. It gave me terrible heartburn, but it was really good. And I, I had it with some the holy Vulcan, rings of beta Z. The, the Vulcan Patty. If I had a note, I would. You need to write that down. I'll Vulcan write that. Patty I think that, that with, the, that with the, the show notes with Vulcan the holy Patty rings of betas in. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you could dip them, and actually, they did have the holy rings. I, I think for sure. Anyway, That's so awesome. all right, so so I was just the, uh, this is what's see this is this is going to get to my main track take in a minute. We're talking about all this fun mm -hmm. uh, fan service stuff. It, uh, we're on the fan service edge here. Um, how do you not? But also, what used to frustrate me as a regular viewer of TOS or even TNG and DS9 and all that was when, when it was like, there's such an opportunity. You know, part of it was usually budget. It was usually budget, especially mm -hmm, TOS. Mm -hmm. We can't show every ship of the line. And there was oh, a reason why. Oh, yeah. Like, there's every a reason. I was so hungry for every time a new ship showed up on the show. And God, I love them. Every time they did it, it was a damn Excelsior class because that's what they had. You know, it was Crazy Horse. What's Crazy Horse? Excelsior class. Potemkin, the Cairo. What's, what's the Cairo? What, what's that one? Oh, they do Reliant class. Okay, I've seen that one. I was so excited. Class. Yeah, I was so excited to see like the Sutherland class or Nebula class, which was the USS Sutherland. Right. The, the weird engines on the bottom and the thing on top. You oh, know, yeah. I'm like, oh man. And you. What about like, that Akira class? Remember the Akira oh, class? Oh yeah, from first contact. Yeah. And they would always yeah. like, and they had that great boop boop boop. The, the torpedoes and it just flew. Yeah. It was so uh, beautiful. You, you I remember love, that? I got over right over here, right behind me. I don't know if you can see. You can't really can't see, but I have the Star Trek Encyclopedia, which I bought for twenty bucks way back about that's the one i want a hundred years ago uh it, and it only goes up through deep space nine like part of deep space nine. Oh wow it's that old but my favorite thing to look at in there they had this chart of all the ships and the classes of the ships and then they had like they had all the like like these side diagrams of of all the different classes of ships oh that, that you could see at the time which was a handful but as right. a kid, dude, I just would look and look and look at that. Oh, wouldn't you? Man, yeah. I just love that stuff, dude. There was a book when I was, okay, we're a little, I'm older than you. There was a book when I was younger, and I don't remember what it was called. I'm still trying to find it. I think you know I've been searching lately, and uh, I want to find it because I had it when I was a kid, and it had a pullout like that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. This was the this was like 10 or 15 years predecessor to the encyclopedia. Okay. And. I know you've never seen it. I'm just telling you. It came uh, out right after TMP. Um, I'm sure if Altman and Darren were listening, they would know. Um, uh, I'm I, I, I'm almost to the point of bothering Darren to ask him because I can't figure out where it is. 
it's out of print obviously but i mean it's similar it's not as cool as the encyclopedia anyway but i get you because i could just stare at that shit for hours oh my gosh yeah yeah i loved and i, I would look at like i loved all that stuff like uniforms different types of uniform what the cadets wore what the commodores wore. i have the officer's manual oh wow wow and then you had all the different you know you i learned the ranks because you yes it, you could learn it in the in the book in the in the encyclopedia and they had all the different signage i love that stuff i love that that and I, what blew my mind as a kid was like the designers like the okudas or whatever they would put jokes in the little signage on the interface the okudagrams yeah yeah and they would put like you know they would put the lyrics to gilligan's island in there or something. so you you never went to the experience in, in vegas no right? yeah, I, i'm not rubbing no. it in you know no, they actually uh, had the the genuine okudagrams on the set there that you could really? walk through oh, yes oh wow and cool. i would get in trouble every time i went through there because mm -hmm. the the, the actors who ran it would be like, sir, you've got to move on. I'm like, I want to read all that. They're like, we don't have yeah. time because mm -hmm. you're in the middle of a, of a scene. We mm -hmm. don't have time. I had one of them say that to me once. And I went, oh, my God, I got a little thrill down my leg. I'm like, I'm part of this thing for real. Okay, I'll stop reading your kudogram. Here we go. Oh, my God. See, dude, that's the thing. That's the magic of this stuff. Um, oh, I love it. Can I let me just obsess one more moment about sure, the, the, fleet, sure. the Fleet Museum, though. Um, Besides the fact that Jordy is the shit and he looks great, the uniform, oh my God, his daughters are wonderful. Um, you see all these magnificent ships, mm -hmm. but you, you touched on something and this is part of my bigger track take and we'll get to it. Now, maybe I'll just mention it now. We could talk about it later when we get kind of past everything, but I'm just, you said it yourself. It's like they did it right. And I mean, I still wanted to see more, but it's just kind of like they gave you just enough, you I know. They did, if they did more, we'd be rolling our eyes about it. It would have been too much. It would. It really. I, I think so. Yeah, it was just enough, you know. And I think this is the one episode they had a really good opportunity to showcase it. Right. I feel like from here on out, it's going to be plot, 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 plot. You know? I, it's gonna, I think you're yeah. right. You know. Now, did, uh, I, I almost. I got to admit, I. I this, I hate to say this because I piss off people, a couple who listen to this. I don't really care much about the whole Voyager series. So when Seven, it should have been more of a moment for me. But I've seen people on Twitter today. I'm trying to avoid it. But they're all like, I was crying when she talked well, about the Voyager. And I, I get it. I get it. But it's well, not for I me. Ju I just want to say uh, I'm not a big fan of Voyager myself. However, when I was like, that show came out, I was 13, 14 years old. 15 maybe and there was like that was the last vestige of star trek on television at Good the point. time and and like and i had just gotten into star trek like at that oh. around around that time and the only way i could watch any star trek was through static on an antenna out of a oh. station in nashville and on monday nights at 7 p.m i'm like i'm like like doing those like you know those 3d drawings where you got to like cross your eyes to see through the static <laughs> i'm doing that trying to watch voyager every monday right, night right, and, because right. that was all I, that was the only star trek i had at the time well other than the reruns you know right that right. i would catch on saturdays but like that was the new star trek at the time and as, as a kid i've just ate it up i'm like i don't care what it is it's star Absolutely. trek on tv it's star and, trek. I, and i like i like the intrepid class design that rick sternbach design i really love the design well, you heard from commander sternbach by the way on this episode right you there was that, uh right? i thought they said starbuck no, it's Sternbach. And it's Sternbach. I read that on Twitter because I was like, did they say Starbuck? And then I read it was Sternbach. Yeah. I've met Rick Sternbach. He comes you have not 
Mac Roots. The legend? Yeah, I got a thing. I got uh, the DS9 blueprints of that he drew up over here. He was selling them at Wonderfest a few years ago. And did I, he autograph I, it for you? Yeah, he sure did. And I got the technical manual, and I took it to him. I took it to him, and the I, I took that technical manual, which I love, and I said, and I, I thanked him for my childhood because I'm like, all these designs and stuff were, you know, from Rick Sternbach, and, I, and they signed it for me. And he usually gives a really great talk at this convention, and, and he's, you know, an artist and a modeler in his own right, and he usually talks about that stuff and not Star Trek, but he has all the Star Trek stuff. Dude, hold on. Let me, just, just let me get this real quick. Hold get on. Get the tech manual. I want to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's picking up the tech manual. Here he goes. He's coming back. Here he is. He's putting. He's putting. He's putting his earbuds back in. Oh, he's back. Here we go. I got to show you this. I was watching Deep Space Nine at the time, and he had Voyager prints, and he had uh, Deep Space Nine. He might have had a few PNG things over there. Oh my goodness! But what I what I went for was what I went for was the Deep Space Nine stuff. Oh, and it's like drawings. It's wow. like, hold on, that's boring. But like, it's like these computer uh, generated oh, wow. like specs where they're designing the space station. Look at this stuff, man. Oh my God. I mean, this is like stuff you could just look at forever, you know, and it's got all Rick's notes on it and stuff. I don't know if you can see, you can't really Oh, I can't. It. That is the, you know, what is that? What is like that right a, there? That is a deflector emitter. Oh my goodness. I think it's part of the, yeah, on the, on the, on the station. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, and there's part another piece of the station. I mean, it's all these like blueprints and design drawings and stuff. And it's his little notes, right? And attached it's got, yeah, to yeah, this is yeah, this is it's, it's photocopied, but it's like he oh he, he photocopied copied it and bound it in this book, this gigantic, this gigantic oh, book. Oh my goodness! Look, look at this! At look at that! Oh my goodness! There, and folks, if you're not watching a subscriber, he's showing you basically. This the is blueprints. worth a dollar ninety nine. Totally worth a dollar ninety nine. It's you know totally worth a dollar ninety nine because it's yeah. close as I'm ever going to get to this thing. Is is Rick Rick still with us? Right? Yeah, he he'll be at Wonderfest uh, this summer. Look, I love this. It's like the deck dimensions of Deep Space Nine. Holy shnikes! That kind of stuff, and he'll yeah he'll be there. He'll be there. This uh, are you going? Are you going? I, I'm planning on it right now. Uh, Wonderfest is in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's in June, like second or third week of June. I love this. Look at this. That's that. That's right there. Oh, wow, yeah. folks! Mm-hmm. He's showing us the master. It's so of of DS Nine of Terra. And then of course he's got it's this beautiful. beautiful cover. Look at that cover, and he signed done, it. Done, yeah, he signed it right there. Holy. Yeah. Uh-huh. cats dude yeah i mean it's just i mean anyway rick's there and he'll sit there and talk to you i remember going up to him and asking him, i was like do they got to talk to you guys about being on discovery he's like nobody approached us about discovery because discovery <gasps> was at the time was the thing that was on you know and he he didn't seem like he wanted to talk why about would it, so why wouldn't they talk to rick i mean i know why well, he just laid the like i said he gave me my childhood with this stuff so look, holy ca- is that the is that the the torpedo uh that mechanism is, uh defense it just says defensive yeah. weapons yeah because yeah, when well, the show because like that see that little bit that sticks out like a shark fin mm-hmm. there's a round bit that's where the torpedoes yeah, come from right, the exactly. emitter see this thing is just full of this stuff and it's all it's it's all the design of ds9 is what it is holy crap oh, dude, check this out. look at this we're way in the sticks now bud stop it we're look at that sticks. airlock tunnel holy crap we're way in the sticks now man Oh my god! How can I not show this to you? We're still how, talking about this stuff, and 
It's oh like, my goodness. You know, dude, I have a, if, dude, I have a feeling we're going to get some Deep Space Nine stuff before this is over anyway. so You think? I, More? I hope so. I, I really hope so. I really think we might. I, well. I really think we might. And if if Jack has a Bajoran space demon in it, and the only the only the only person that can help us is going to be the emissary, Cisco. I I mean seriously, I made my little you know silly jokey idea that maybe Shatner will return, or he's actually made of uh, of uh, Kirk jeans. But yeah, as I've said repeatedly on this, if the Cisco returns, I don't know, uh, smelling salts for Alex. That's all I'm right. going to tell you. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail things. I'm, you didn't derail anything. I didn't anything. Even, I we just, were talking about Sternbach, and that's what made me. I, I mean, well, I feel bad for anybody who didn't subscribe because you just got a sneak peek of some <laughs> incredible stuff. Buddy, well done. Well played. Um, all right, so... Here. Um, let me move forward here. So they, so our our heroes, uh, Rafi and Captain, uh, I love saying it, Captain Riker, Captain uh, was it emeritus of the of the Titan, mm -hmm. and um, of course, uh, uh, oh God, a wharf. They they all go into the Daystrom Station, and because that's the deal, they've got to get in there because they think there's something in there. Excuse me. And as Lucas alluded to, there there was the crow, and then Moriarty turned up. Which, what we find out, though, is it really leads us to, in all caps on my notes, my friend, which is mm -hmm. old, old yellow eyes is back. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you find it's data is there. And apparently data is the sum of his parts. He is before he is the memories and data of data. He they is lore. Lao. And Lao. Lao, yeah. And which, soon. I, yeah. And, and Alton soon, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Lau, who, if you don't know, was Data's first attempt at having offspring. He made mm -hmm. Lau, and it's a very touching episode. And I, I remember mm -hmm. when I first watched it, I got pretty teary about that, what happened to yeah, Lau. It, yeah, it was, it was. It was a really pretty good episode. I like that. The actress was great who played Lau. And, but uh, uh, Old Yellow Eyes is back, is what I said. And by the way, if you don't know, folks, uh, that's the name of Brent Spiner's uh, album of Broadway show tunes that uh, the Sunspots recorded with him, and they were the backup singers were uh, Patrick and I believe Dorney and Riker. And, and anyway, so that's an old inside joke. If you got that, haha, -ha, and you get points on your bingo card. Um, but then they're doing this thing, and then they just uh, this weird thing. I, mean, I don't want to give it all away because you need to watch it. But so Data is also now a Viewmaster, which is kind of also an inside that, joke. That, <laughs> that's the one thing I kind of was like, mm, okay. You told but, me when I te we were texting earlier. You go, I have questions. Was that one of yeah, your questions? Uh, well, I don't know if it was a question more more or less that it was. It was more of just kind of a. I just wonder is that cheesy just to me only, or was that cheesy? I think it's. I think that was directed you, you like, straight okay. at Altman and uh, and Darren because they love the Viewmasters. <laughs> I I loved. I had them too, and I lost mine. It's gone. I had one growing up. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! I love it that you're so. I keep saying you're so much younger. You're at least a decade younger than me, and yet uh, you had all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Were... Well, I lived out too. We were socially, economically, uh, in a vacuum where I grew up. So you know, we was stick and hoop where I lived in antenna. Stick you know? and hoop. Oh my god! Uh, I love but... that. Well, yeah, we didn't have much either. But I, I, I every now and then, grandparents would uh, mm -hmm. grace us with some some track. Um, so uh, what do we get down to though? you know without giving it away because we we're not here to like give you plot by plot point and and lucas jump in if i paper over something you want to talk about but so okay basically we've got data and all of his uh various schizophrenic uh 
sides to him back. He's he, and we've got Picard's dead body. Okay, this is where I want to jump in. Yeah, jump in. What the hell? I th- why is he a weapon? Why is he a weapon? Why is he stolen? He's Locutus man, and I, he still has. I bet he's he still got Borg nanotech inside of him. You know, I mean, what hot. I mean that's a powder keg, and I hate to go back to the board, but I do too. But 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 Shaw set it up. Shaw set it up, telling that totally. big st- story about how he looked cutest, and he blamed Picard. He points a finger at it. It was not throwaway, was it? As no, a writer, I that's that's a, that's Chekhov's gun it, right it, there. It's, it's beautiful because it's not only exposition, but I think I think it's going to pay off with this body of Picard because, I mean, board. If you know any, I don't may be wrong. But Borg tech does not seem to ever go away. No. And it sticks around forever. So I think his body's got Borg nanotech in it. And that's why it's locked up. And, you know, uh, and it's why it's in a security situation. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my theory. That's my theory. I don't think you're wrong. And I think as a writer, that's Chekhov's phaser right there. I mean, why why did Shaw have the big drama moment? Mm-hmm. other than to you know why i mean cisco had the same drama moment really mm-hmm. and when i first heard it let, let's be honest when i first saw shaw i thought and by the way nice performance todd good job mm-hmm. and i thought okay all right we get it now we know why he's kind of a dick okay fine and the, but no the more i think about it especially what you just said no that was setting the table that was Chekhov's gun slash phaser that why bring it up if you're not going to use it uh, and i i have suspicions I don't know how they'll do this. I kind of hate that Picard is all positronic. I hate. I, do, I, I, I hate it. it. I think it's stupid. I do too. And I'm wondering if they're going to find a way to put him back in his old body. That's the only way it's going to work. Because he's an old man. Like right now, he can't die. Right. 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 And I think Picard is a man that probably eventually wants to die. And only do way you, he dies back in his old body. I do, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I just think that that makes that makes sense to me. Put him back in his old body, and and if they put him back in his old body, it might stop the Locutus version of getting running wild and taking over the galaxy, right? And just becoming right. aware out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Did you watch the reboot of Battlestar Galactica? Yes, I love that. I love. Do you the remember show. the late great Dean Stockwell played Cavill? Yes. Do you remember the biggest gripe he had? He hated humans, but what did he hate worse? That he got put into an old man's body. Oh, right, right, right. Remember that? And he Mm -hmm, would remember mm -hmm. how he was like trying to like, I'm sorry, folks, bad language, bang everybody and all that. Mm -hmm. But he knew he was like kind of gross because he was old and all that. Yeah. So I, I never got over the fact that they put Picard in this positronic body and I know why they, you know, we know why they did we it. Because why they did, yeah. It's because because Patrick Stewart is 80 years old. But the point being, I mean, really? Just, Wouldn't you I give just, him like a, and you know, come yeah, on. Why, put him in Jack Crusher's body. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? It's like that, it's, you know, then he can really enjoy life. Uh, but I, I just. <laughs> I love the way you say, enjoy life. Uh, you know what I'm saying, though, man. Oh, I know what you're uh, saying. I just, I, I, I always hated that uh, that they did the positive. But let's just, I'm like, either kill him or just, or let him live, but don't put him in the positronic. I body. could almost That's just so have, stupid. I yeah. so stupid. And I know we're not like litigating season one and two, but I could live with Data quote dying unquote. But when they, I thought it was just a step too far. 
to put Picard into this yeah elderly well, and, elderly and he, sheath. And he looks perfect. He looks like a perfect human. It's like you wouldn't even guess that he was a robot, right? But Data still walked around with yellow skin, you know, or was he? I don't remember. I kind of blacked no, out. No, Data's not. Thing. Well, but Data's not well, now, obviously. But Data's not now, obviously. Yeah, you're right. But He's still but, old yellow eyes. Yeah, uh, but all that aside, that I can't figure that part out. But anyway, I think uh, the other thing that made me think. They keep they keep bringing up that he's positronic. They brought yeah. it up like three times that he's yeah. oh yeah you're positronic. That lets me know that one. I think they think they also think it's stupid. Uh, they're going to do something around that. Yeah, like maybe like suck him out of his body and put him in his back in his old body. I don't maybe not, but that's well, that's that's, that's where I'm at. Else? That's where I'm at today, March twenty third at. 9 12 p.m that's where i'm at uh, i'm with you because it because and listeners this is where lucas and i sometimes we have to we don't need more well, early on in our friendship we had to kind of remind each other okay i'm talking like a fan tonight or right now not a writer and and in this own this conversation we just had we've gone from fan to writer fan to writer fan to writer fan to writer and what you just said went the same way which is fine right that's one reason we mm -hmm. hope people are listening mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we understand as writers why he looks like an old man in a positive body but as a <laughs> but as a fan we're like okay so how does this work but mm -hmm. i think you're 100 percent right the, the the reason we have human remains it's obvious because like you just said, there is enough Borg locutus DNA in there that that's, that's a valuable commodity. Mm -hmm. If somebody could either get the body and find, you know, and, and use it in a bad way, or maybe it just comes alive on its own. At, at right. Point. You know, I don't know. Well, but I yeah. just think it's, I think, it, yeah, I think it's hot. I think it's hot material. It's hot material. I love that. So um, I thought that was all great. It's. I think I do think Moriarty was kind of a red herring. The crow was a nice touch. So I'm going to leave it there with that. I, agree. I, agree. Um, I thought, you know what? I give Brent a hard time because I just happen to think that we've talked before that he's a great data and his other characters aren't as. But it was nice to see him go through the whole gamut in like a 10 second scene and i like that they just just let him be old you know i thought they they work yeah. that into the story why not you know and just yeah. let him be old i to me that's the most freeing thing about seeing him again right. i wish they'd done that two seasons ago because no, he looks so oh, he looked, looked like 10 pounds uh, of crap in a five pound sack and it looked, the, the, looked really bad yeah bad I and mean, there's just no way you know what it's just sorry folks I, I look i'm living with that now i mean i'm in my 50s and i'm like jesus crap am i ever gonna look good again and then i, I realized no you're you're not gonna be ten years ago. You're not gonna be Lucas's age anytime soon. Oh, don't soon, tell me that. I'm on my well, way out. It's brother. depressing. I'm, I'm telling you. It out. just listen. I I something. I've got to tell everybody listening. If you're a young person, enjoy every year of your youth, because there's gonna come a point where you cross the Terminator, and it doesn't mean you just turn into an old person, but you just realize, yeah, I'm probably not gonna look as good as I did five years ago anymore. It's just it just happens. It's and a hard and what pill to sucks is and what sucks is one day you'll be positronic and you'll still look like that. See, my God, you're right. You nailed it. You'll look like Patrick Stewart in his eighties. And who wants that? Frankly, if I had to choose, I'd look like uh the the great Bill Shatner who just turned 90, 91 or ninety two. Ninety two. 
92. He looks pretty damn good. He does you know what? Good. There's an old joke. I mean, if I told you this, there's a joke of, that, that it used to go. It's a kind of a morbid joke, folks. So don't get mad. It's not really a joke in the sense. It's just a, 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 a witticism, a remark that Trekkers used to make. I don't think they do anymore because we've lost uh, we've lost the, the great legendary Leonard Nimoy. But it's like, you want to age like uh, Nimoy or Shatner? Because if you age like Nimoy, you're you're skinny, um, but a little gaunt. If you age like Shatner, you're really plump, but you're you're kind of you you look kind of healthy in your face. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's a morbid joke, but people used to say that they don't anymore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's kind of cold blooded. I don't know which one I would. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Shatner's still walking around. He's still oh, you just took he's that joke to the still, next level. He's still vertical, man. And you know what? Actually, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever it is, my genetics, I, I lean towards the the rounder shape. I do, so I, I do too. I'm, do I'm, you? Do you I'm, think? I'm I'm a roundy Shatner, yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah, Shatner I, met you in person. You look pretty thin to me. Well, so. it gets bigger. I mean, not too much, but it does, yeah. Well, we all spread out. But anyway, I'm, listeners. I'm thick, I'm thick through. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm 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 thick as a brick in, in my thinking, but anyway, as if that's not evident, telling that that off color uh, remark. But so I saw Deanna, and I, as I said earlier, I thought, oh, this is is it going to be Tom? Is it going to be Tom? No, it's Deanna, and I, I hate to say this, I just was like, oh hi. Well, it's it's a little bit. I don't, we don't know enough, but we I want to say at my my initial knee jerk Rick, taking your family, using your family as ransom. Right. You know, I mean, that's old school, right? Yeah. But, but it's all Riker's got. Everybody else is on the Titan, you know? Do, do you know that Marina Sirtis, I mean, yeah, she'll cash the check, but I'm sure she's pissed if that all she is is a damsel in distress. I think she's not going to be happy. Uh, I hope that's not the case. I, I mean, hope they, so. They've given everybody else something to do. And yeah, that's the other. Uh-oh. We've done it, so. What you uh, say? I lost you. You froze for a second. You oh, said I'm that's sorry. I'm sorry. The all the other characters, they're giving mm. them all stuff to do, like that right. they never got the chance to do on TNG, right. and they're like really good at what they're doing, which is really great to see these characters shine. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, we we already know that we've already covered a lot of that stuff. But, right. Uh, well, I I hope for her sake because she's pretty outspoken. Um, yeah. And and I I know she you know again I mean act, listen. I you know I list, just listened to Altman on Trexperts today, and he gave another one of his rants where it's like, don't don't try to tell us how the, we work in the business. You don't you know, and so I'm not telling you know I never I never presume to tell Altman or Darren or even Ashley their business, but oh, I say even Ashley, sorry Ashley, but you know, come on, dude. I don't know. I, I consider myself as much a Trexpert as you are, dude. Sorry. I, I haven't sold a screenplay, but come on. That's, other, that's the only thing I see here. I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm as old as Altman and, 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 uh, and Darren. So if Ashley, who I know isn't listening, hears this, he'll think, what a dick. I don't mean to be. I, I love you, Ash. You're funny. But it's just like, come on, man. Come on. But my point is, it's like, I, um, I don't see, I, I just don't see, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I was going with that other than that. I just, I just think that actors want to act and they want to, they want to make a living. They want to get right, a thing. Right. And, and, and people who are not, I mean, admittedly, we don't work directly in the business, but we're around the business on the edges. We know enough about it. You and I, I understand this, but people are like, well, I don't know if there's any way, you know, 
Rene Auberjonois would take a Star Trek role after being a star of Benson. Well, of course he would, and he did because it's money, and it's yeah. it's it's easy. It's not easy money, but it's money, and he he's smart enough to know. But but there's others. There's people who just don't. They just they have a hard time. I think discerning between the character and the um, and the writing and it's like there's a line on the sopranos i don't know if you ever watched the sopranos but i watched they, a little sopranos yeah there's one there's one little arc where they 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 bankrolled a movie and like they have a little kind of a movie opening and everybody's at a cocktail party afterward and some of those are, and i don't know if you all know this i know you you probably don't know this but the writers i mean the actors they don't make up the words <laughs> no no they have writers that do this for them you know they really believe uh, that the actors right. they, and that was the thing people believed for years from the 50s 40s and the tv started they thought that I the never, actors just made that up i, I never thought would, that i never would have thought i never thought that either you know but there's a lot of people who think that yeah that's crazy and again ashley i was teasing i love you but i mean i'm just saying i i, I came off wrong i didn't want uh, to make i think it's great because and i've said this before these characters these actors I mean, this Star Trek's a lot of that's all they've done, and yeah. I mean, they didn't. They took these this job in, in Picard, obviously for money, and they, you know, they could have phoned it in, really. And but I think they're all, you know, they're all just killing it. Um, so, yeah, they are. You uh, said they. I think. I think you froze, but I think you, I got it. You said they could have phoned it in, but they're not. They're just killing it. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. What I said. Yeah. Um, so I, no, I totally agree with you on that. And I, uh, but it's just you know I think the, re, the Altman's rant, and we're not here to talk about the track experts, but we like them and listen to them. But just saying, the one reason you might be listening to the show, listeners, is because you know uh, Lucas from, you're pretty, Lucas, you're pretty involved on the feed with them. I am a little bit. I, 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 I am here and there. I am yeah. here and there. Yeah. yeah. I, I get I, some re- reaction from them sometimes, which surprises me. So. I do once in a while. Yeah. Um, not as much as that, uh, that pot whistle guy, but I do all right. And <laughs> but, but they say that, um, but you know, it's just like all that goes off on this rant about just don't tell us about how the movie business works. And we wouldn't presume to do that, but it's just hilarious because people just don't understand that. So my, my big roundabout point here was, you know, Marina is like, okay, she, she, she's doing the work. And even if the work is not the direction she thinks is fair for the character, which I think she expressed at various points throughout TNG and the movies they did, she's mm-hmm. still going to go because writer or actors want to act. They want to work. They want to get paid. Right. And I right. just think a lot of people are unsophisticated about that and don't get that. Um, yeah. And I don't know where I was going with that other than to say that, because I guess I'm, I'm just uh, attaching myself to Altman's rant. It's just like, if, I if can't wait not... to hear. I can't wait to hear. I started that show. today. Oh, you didn't hear it yet. Not yet. I've started it, but I, I, I was listening to it on the way home from work. I'll finish it tomorrow. probably. Well, at the very end, it's like the last five or six minutes. Okay. And, and our friend Pete said something to them about it saying, oh, oh my God. Yeah, Twitter, and he says another. Oh God, another uh, Mark Altman rant or something like that. And they're all like, and 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 I think they wrote Inglorious wrote back. I don't know if that's Darren or Mark or who it was or or Ash. Uh, and they said, Oh, you you made it through to the end. It was a the episode was about the uh, Star Trek comics, comics. It, and and it was okay. It it wasn't my favorite episode, but it was all right. Um, it's worth know, it for the rant. It's worth it for the Altman rant. That's for sure. You know how Mark gets. He gets. Oh, he gets. Yeah. He gets kind of. He, he does not suffer fools, and he always says, 
um, we'll, we'll, we'll be at the next convention, but only Darren and Ash will speak to you or whatever. I think, I think he's full of crap. I think he loves it. I think he eats it up. Do you, do you think he's really going to retire by the way? I don't, I hope not. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think, I don't so. think so either. He, he'll miss us if he does. When I say us, I mean the royal we of, oh, yeah. of fans. Okay, so as we're closing our credits here, Sin, I wanted to ask you this. So, right. Well, that's where we leave it, by the way. So uh, Deanna and Riker are basically hostages. We'll see. Uh, the closing credits, uh, I should have paid more attention as I go, but have you noticed the closing credits? Things make more sense now. Uh, are you talking about the graphics? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The notes, uh, what I read, is the uh, it's it's the pop goes a weasel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you see and the? I, go ahead. No, no. You see fine. the cloaking device as well now. Oh no! I will. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what that was. Well, did you? I've noticed that the the ten forward bar L A uh, shows up on there, and uh, you know, there's a lot of little neat things in in the closing credits. And I, and I can't say it enough. I love the music and the closing credits. The soundtrack was announced today. You, I saw that you uh, on Twitter posted that. Uh, so what's going on with that? Uh, I didn't see a release date, but it's it's coming out. Um, I thought it came in, uh, coming in April is what they said digitally. Is it saying in April? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, then that's the case. Uh, don't read the song titles because there's minus I started to and then I, I went, did too what and are I, you and doing I'm, and I'm like wait a minute nope I'm backing out of this and I don't even remember yeah. what I saw so I yeah, yeah I remember one thing that 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 I'm going to put out of my mind tonight uh I'll maybe make a uh uh you know a but a Majoran mind eraser cocktail a la quark mm -hmm. or something or maybe just a Vulcan patty melt at midnight <laughs> when I'm hungry um so so those make more sense so I've been watching that and but I had read early on it's like these these the closing credits are hints I'm like well they're hints but you're not going to guess them unless you see the show but still right. it's fun it kind of yeah you, it kind of leads you through the show I think yeah the more the... oh shoot I think I lost him again. The show goes on more big time. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, okay, good. Oh, you did too? Yeah. And I was saying, oh, shoot, he froze again. You know, that's Those interesting. Vulcan patty melts. The Vulcan patty melts will do that. I'll tell you, they'll give you indigestion as well. So, uh, oh my gosh, dude, this puts us at three episodes left. Is that right? Four. Four. Wait. We got a month of this, buddy. Holy cow. Well, and, and we're also still thinking about listeners, if you're interested in appearing on our wrap-up show. So there'll be four more regular episodes, and then we want to do a wrap-up show after that some, at some point. If you're interested in doing that, uh, get in touch with us. Um, there is a voice mail link in your show notes, or there should be, um, through Spotify podcasting. Just get in touch with us one way or another or alex at alexgpr.com and just say in the show in the subject line i want to be on the wrap-up show and uh what we're going to do it's going to be like a round robin we're going to try and keep it to five or six people if we can uh, but we'll, we'll do what we can and uh, we were we're going to want you to take notes throughout the season and then we're just going to talk to you 
nobody's going to be embarrassed or put on the spot. We're just going to ask you, what did you think? And we're going to have a discussion like Lucas and I have here each and every week, which should be in your feed no later than midnight on the Thursday. The shows are released, but definitely by Friday morning. If you're waking up, you need something on your commute. You can listen to Trek Takes. Uh, but my overall Trek Takes, and I'm going to give it to you now, and I know we got to wrap up here. It's We've gone a while, but it's okay. I think it's flown by. Uh, my overall take is this, my friend, and you touched on it, and I was kind of interested that you touched on it, and I was thinking the same thing. Um, how much of the Terry Metalis era that we're in now is is blatant fan service, and how much of it is just great storytelling? And that's a take. It's really a question, not a take. There you go. You're back. It's a question, not a take. Did you get the question I said? No, Did I, I didn't get. I didn't get the question. Uh, how much of this? Uh, here we are in the Terry Metalis era. How much of of what he's doing is blatant fan service, and since it's aimed right at us, it's we don't care. And how much of it is just great storytelling? Uh, I think I think it's. Uh, I don't know. He's a fan, just like us, and he likes good storytelling, just like us. So I I think it's all the fan service is in service to the story. And I think that's the best and only way to do it. Uh, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, but, but okay, but don't we get annoyed at this, let's just say it, at Disco and Strange Nude, nude Worlds when they, um, it just seems like they just yeah, yank stuff off yeah. the shelf and shove it in there? I do get annoyed about that stuff. And I think it's one of those situations where it's more like they build the scenes around that. It's almost like, Hey, look at this. Make sure you're seeing this. We're fans over here. You knew that. Right. Uh, and I think it's different with this because he works those elements into the narrative. I think it was a little heavier handed in this recent episode, but I think that's the heaviest handed it's been so far. And I think it was just enough. And I think that's all we're going to get in terms of, in terms of that i think we'll get more but it i think as it won't be as blatant as it was in this recent episode but they had a great opportunity to do it i mean it's part of a museum right mm -hmm. and right. everybody knows they're they're everybody in starfleet knows that these things are living legends or legends that are out there and everybody is kind of enamored with it so right. they're fans on they're fans in the show just like we are so uh uh I, I just think it, it worked within the narrative uh, and they didn't build scenes around it. Right. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. What you're saying is, um, okay, let me, let me ask you this, okay? And I don't want to belabor it. I know we're both tired. Um, but fan service, in my opinion, usually works because of two things. One, because you give the audience something they can latch on to. You're giving them something new, but hey, here's some. Here's a little bit from the past. Here's your little life vest. If you're unsure of where we're going with this, here, put this on. It's a it's a poached egg. I, I call it mm -hmm. that because I think a poached egg is a little different. It's it, than a, an Easter egg. An Easter egg is a delightful surprise. A poached egg is like what I said. You basically poached it. You stole it. You put it in front of everybody, like you're saying. You wafted mm -hmm. it under their nose. It's starting to smell, but hey, it looks good. So okay. So my my thing is this though. When fan service or Easter eggs or poached eggs or whatever it is we're calling them are done right. Here's why I think it works for me when I see things like this that I love. When I see when I see something as delightful as the as the Enterprise A, 
mm-hmm. and and the New Jersey even, which I'd never heard of before. But it was a constant, you know, it was from the, it mm-hmm. was a, it was basically a stand-in for the Enterprise because mm-hmm. the real one's gone. Okay, it's because when I normally would see this, all the way up until the JJ verse, and then everything that came after Discovery and all that, to me it indicated they cared enough to pay attention to bits and pieces from the beginning. Yes. They did, they, but your point, in my opinion is, you're saying, yeah, Alex, I agree. But what I don't like is they're going to the foundation of the house and they're ripping up all the, all the, you know, the wood and the, the, everything in the foundation that keeps the house upright and they're putting it on the third floor and going, isn't this great? And then it crashes down around you. It's not a comfort like, oh, the writers know what they do or what they're doing and they mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. As far as you're concerned, it's just like, let's rip all this shit off the uh, basement walls and put it up on the third floor and nobody will know the difference. That seems like what happens a lot of times, uh, but not not to me and Picard. I, I hate right, 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 I, right. I, I, I hate when things are done for the sake of doing it. Like, I get that that's that that's part of the, the show, you know, that that's part mm-hmm. of any show. Do it for that we're here to see right but right. what what makes it perfect what makes it perfect is when you can do something like that but make it work for the story you yeah. know and that's yeah. that's that's when it that's when it's supposed to be there you know what i mean i do it, you know it's funny I, my editor on like my third or fourth book i was starting to do some callbacks to the first two or three books of my series and the editor said what's this in here for i said oh isn't it cool though because i'm working this in he goes mm-hmm. how does this advance the story i said well it doesn't but isn't it cool and he goes <laughs> he goes it's cool to you and it might be cool to some of your readers but he says it doesn't advance the story and he said excuse me i thought alex that i was hired to advance the story and your storytelling i said i know but we're doing a series here you know so definitely we want to you know have him walk past the chick that he had the and i get it dude there was a time when i was watching when you know in my early movie watching days when i'm like oh yeah they should totally yeah. make a call back to that how cool would it be to see someone just like and i marked this up a couple of weeks ago michael keaton's coming back as batman and I'm yeah. going to tell, right, tell you right now, that's cool. I get it. That's going to be it cool. It is cool. But it's not going to be as cool as the 89 Batman. It, no. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. That, it's not going to give you those warm and fuzzies like that. But, like, I, I, there was a time that it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. But some things, some things, I think, just let them live in a bubble. They just belong in a bubble. It's funny you say. I thought of you last night because I went to uh, some co-workers from a former gig invited me out for trivia night at a pub and i went mm-hmm. and they had music cues for like one of the rounds and mm-hmm. of course they played the 89 batman oh, oh, and it. nobody at the t- I, i'm full i was surrounded by youngins nobody got oh. it so i wrote that on there i, I scored points points wow. but i thought of you saying about michael keaton and, mm-hmm. and see this is so funny when you said that the other day by the way um mm-hmm. yeah okay be great whatever but no he shouldn't this is no and i went I, at first, my first thought was, "Hey, don't pick on our our Batman." But I then think, I realized I, I you're 100 percent right, though. I think he would be really cool to see as Batman again. But I'm but the 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 thing that captivates me personally about 89 Batman is the the whole of it. It it, it evokes an aesthetic that just mystique, and it just it just cannot be duplicated. It can't be replicated. You know. And, well, you said and, this last week, didn't we say it last week? You can't we, come we're, home we're, again. We're, yeah, we're in reruns, so. So, but yeah, yeah, all that to say, I just think some things, as cool as you think they might be, 
Yeah. I think they just, some things belong in a bubble. They do. And, you know, and some things are better left in the grave, you know, uh, mm -hmm. there's a big, you know what, and that's something we'll, we'll have to cover. We've touched on it before too, is like maybe Spock should have been allowed to die. Well, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You know, um, yeah, I mean, narratively, that would have been even better. Or narratively, like Captain Jellicoe taking over on the Enterprise, or or Picard dying at the end of Best of Both Worlds. And, yeah. You know, I mean, narratively, how how cool, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's whatever, though, you know. Um, there was one other thing that you and I talked about. Mm -hmm. Do it next week. Was we had talked about how uh are we we love star trek's picard season three so far but um uh, are we loving it because it's doing really great things or are we loving it because it's doing its job you know it's doing what it's supposed to be doing and i mm. and i believe one of us said it's like thanking someone for showing up to work and all we wanted is star trek to show up to work for yeah. 20 20 years and finally is and we love it but will it stand the test of time i think Look, that's a discussion for another show but i i, 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 I gonna, did, I did gonna, want to broach the topic i'm gonna put a mental pin in that and listeners we want to know what you think and we'd love to hear from you before next week because we're gonna we're talk gonna about talk. that next week if we remember at least so if we get a okay. couple of you to like contact us again alex at alexgpr.com send us your questions your thoughts give us your well we'll repeat your first name and what city you live in tell us these things your first name city you live in your question and well, actually, before your question or comment, tell us about your fandom. How long you've been a fan? Tell us the first memory you have of Star Trek. I can tell you mine, 1972 or three, watching reruns. My big brother came in the living room, the big TV console. I said, what's this? There's this technical thing. He goes, oh, this is Star Trek, man. And I'm like, okay. So I sat down because my big brother was watching it. And he, he was like not looking around. And, and I was hooked. And then I became as big a fan as him. And then we watched the animated series. So, you know, and Lucas, I... Uh, You've talked about this. You started. You started with TNG, uh, did you not? I, I did start with TNG. It used to come on at nine o'clock at night on our local syndicated television station, and I would watch it as I was going to bed um, at, at night. It would be on, and when I really fell in love with it, honestly, and we've I've talked about this, was when I saw Generations in the movie theater. There you go. There you go. So, was I that mean, your first? Was that your first Trek film? That was Generations, right? In the uh, theater. That was the first one in the theater. Yes, because yeah. that was actually the first time I saw a spaceship in a movie theater. Uh, oh my goodness, brother! Uh, but See, I, I saw Star Wars like a... in '77 at the theater at a drive-in. Oh, okay. Oh wow! So I started wow. Destroyer. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, I got, I got something I want to tell you about sometime. So. Uh, All right. All right. Uh, uh, and it's, then it's, the, a, the... it's an it's a neat thing. I think you'll like it. Oh, you know I like it. I know it's going to be good. My first Star Trek film I saw in the theater then obviously was the TMP and uh Oh, and wow. wow. Yeah, and 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 uh yeah, and like my whole family went and my brother had a date and the whole thing and everybody was asking me at the end what it all meant. I'm just like, I don't know. I just know the ship looked cool. Yeah. Anyway, cuz I was like, I don't know, 9 or 10. I was 10 or 11, 10 and a half. It doesn't matter. Anyway, folks, We've gone on too long. So again, alex at alexgpr.com. Send us your questions. Give us your first name, city you live in, how long you've been a fan or, and or your fandom origin story and your questions and comments. And we will read them next week on the air. We want to hear from you. So do that. And if you don't want to write it all down, it's easy. There's a link in the show notes. Just click on it and you can leave us a voicemail. 
and don't worry, we're not going to make fun of you or, or, or anything. And if, if you send it to us and you go, oh, crap, I, I, I couldn't start over and I said too much here, well, I'll trim it up for you. Don't even worry. I'll, I'll, everybody will look good and sound good. Um, we won't make fun of you. We, we love you and we appreciate you listening. Okay, so Lucas, uh, dude, the, the bounty, um, you know, not only did they uh, escape Allah, the HMS bounty, but there was a bounty on their heads. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. I can't wait till next week to find out more. I can't either. I'm ready for it. All right, this has been Trek Takes. He is Lucas Hardwick. And I am Alex Greenwood. And we appreciate your takes, your time, and keep on trekking. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks for joining us.